Warning, this episode contains foul language, mentions of death, mental illness, and domestic abuse, and contains sound effects and music that could be triggering for some listeners. listening to keep it weird the podcast for all things strange and unusual creepy and crawly musty and mystical and sometimes just downright scary each week we have the pleasure of hanging out and chatting about something weird and this week is certainly no exception because we've got a fan favorite on deck Every couple months, we compile some of the scariest, strangest, most unnerving stories sent in by you, the listener, or other internet friends, and we tell those tales to each other as we sit alone in our dark rooms and wish we had remembered to close the closet door before we started recording. Oh my god. Mine is open too, and I have all the lights off. (sighs) So... Turn out the lights, pop in your headphones, and get under the covers, because it's time for Listener Ghost Stories. My name is Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hello, weirdos. Hello. It's been a while. We've it only had... It's been a minute. It was back was it... in March when we premiered. It was our first episode. Yeah. <gasps> it was how so we opened sorry, the guys. season. So it has been a minute. We usually like to give you guys these a little more often, and yeah. we are sorry. We're the worst. We're terrible hosts. Why do you even listen to us? We're going to get better. But (laughs) yeah, I, as soon as you were giving the intro, I did realize my closet door is open. I have no lights on. I don't know why I'm just sitting here in the darkness pretending that's okay. I'm very scared, but also very ready to get into some spooks. I'm illuminated by the lights of my computers. Same. And the mirrored closet doors. Are open, Lord. so that's really cool. Scary. Also, I love how you were like, "We'll get better," and it's like it's season five. We are I five know. years in. We're not changing. We're not going to change who we are. Listening, and you're like, "I wish Ashley would not say like as much." It's not happening. <laughs> this is who I am, baby. We both it's say like too I much, so remain. don't just put that on yourself, dude. We it's are, so bad. We are ummers and likers and all the things. I remember in high school being at the dinner table and, you know, dinner table conversation, like, what'd you learn in school today? How was your life? Like, connect with me, teenage daughter. And I would be, you know, telling a story or whatever. And my dad would be like, 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 yep, like. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you say like all the time. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I don't. <laughs> and then I got a podcast uh, 12 years later. And you realized and it, it was turns true. out. Sorry, dad. I do say like a lot. Jeff Myers was the exact <laughs> same way. He always called me out in both high school and college. I'm pretty sure Today. he called me out last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always notices how much I say it, and I don't notice how much I say it. So he makes either. me mad, but it's fine. Thanks, dads. Thank you, dads. Before we get started, and boy, do we have to get started because we have eight amazing, creepy stories to tell you today. I'm so excited. 
But I did want to remind you guys that we have a YouTube channel with a shit ton of free content on it. Free. So check it out. www.youtube.com slash Keep It Weird Podcast. We just started posting This Week in Weird videos again, which is our new segment. And you can see our faces and hear some weird, sometimes scary, sometimes hilarious news stories from around the world. And uh, if you subscribe to our channel, you'll make us look cooler and you'll get a like notification every time a new video is posted. So if you want even more content, go to YouTube. And if you want even more than that and you want to help us produce our show, head to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast and give us $5 the next time you skip that Starbucks latte. Help us out a little bit. As I said that, I started shaking my hands as if I was holding maracas. The coffee has officially kicked in. (laughs) You are feeling that energy at 9 p.m. So happy for you. Yeah. It's a good thing the Olympics are on tonight until about 2 a.m. because Yeah, you're going to want to stay up. You're going to be doing jumping jacks in your living room watching the Olympics. Oh, those swimmers. They're amazing, guys. Boy, oh boy. Ledecky, though. <laughs> I know. What happened? Whoa. Fourth? Anyways. It's fine. I don't know if you guys are still watching the Olympics. This is uh, August now <laughs> when this comes out. But oh, yeah. It's going to be a future episode. It's July 27th. Like, so. You guys are out of touch with reality. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> it's fine. The Olympics are over. No. Do you want to go first? We didn't really discuss this. We we'll didn't because we were sort of like, whatever. But yeah, I'm whatever. happy to go first. Yeah, go first. Hit me with it. Okay. But don't make it too scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to hit you too hard with one. Thank um, you. Okay. I am actually going to start with a listener story that came in as anonymous. But Ashley, I was going to tell you who it was. You'll just have to bleep out her name because apparently you messaged with her on Patreon. Her name is and she's oh, from yeah. Centralia. So she wanted you to know that it was her from Centralia, but to everyone else, she is anonymous from Centralia. She writes in to say, I just want to say how much I love the show. I'm listening back to your early episodes, and even in the beginning of the show, it was so well-researched and so spooky. It's so neat to hear your Illinois experiences, especially Ashley, because even though my family lives in in Australia, (laughs) Centralia... Now, we ended up there. We are not actually from there, so I'm learning so many things about the area that I didn't know. While listening to an older episode, Ashley shared about an experience where she saw a man in a black three-piece suit walking through Walnut Hill, giving off some Prince of Darkness vibes. So, Anonymous wanted to write in and let you know, Ashley, that she has seen this man. Uh, no. This happened sometime between 2012 and 2013. She says, when I was in high school, I worked at our local drugstore called Bird Watson. Hell yeah, Um, Bird Watson. She said, I have no idea why it was fine to let teenagers dispense medication to people. I was dumb as shit. Anyways. I mean. It's fine. It's it's fine. Do you know what? Before you continue. Yeah. Past guest on this show, Brett from the weird history i think it was yeah. or technology i don't remember what it, exactly it was but we talked about the oscillating poo uh yes oscillating <laughs> poo platform it was poo, the best poo platform uh he worked at bird watson in centralia as well oh wow i yep. mean small town it happens mm-hmm. <laughs> go on sorry <laughs> she said i was closing one night 
with the pharmacist and we were the only two back in the pharmacy. A man walked in who I had never seen before. Seeing an unfamiliar face is definitely notable in Centralia because we're all townies who know each other. I remember thinking he was dressed so oddly for coming to the pharmacy late at night. He was wearing a black three-piece suit with a pocket watch chain and a black hat. He was an older white man with white hair and very bright blue eyes. He gave me his name to pick up his prescriptions, again, a name I had never heard before, and went to ring up his medicine. Prescription prices are completely determined by insurance. There is no tax and no way I could alter the price. I am not kidding you. The price of his prescription was $6.66. He's the devil. Six, 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 y'all. I said the total to him with my obvious high school girl voice showing. I was definitely freaked out. He looked at me, smiled, and made the deepest chuckle I had ever heard. He said nothing, tipped his hat to me, and walked out of the store. I turned around to the pharmacist I was working with and said, I think I just checked out the devil. The pharmacist was very spooked too, but we just laughed it off as a weird coincidence. I never saw that man again, and as far as I know, no one I worked with did either. So that is her creepy connection to you, but she also has a haunted house story that she wanted to tell. Oh man, oh man, oh man. I wonder if it's the same guy I saw. I know. Does that sound, does that description sound like exactly what you saw? I don't remember. I do remember the suit. I do remember the hat. He was also carrying, I believe, a briefcase when I saw him. Okay. Because uh, I was driving. Oh, but yeah, that's true. I just remember being like, what is happening? Why is this guy in a suit walking in Walnut Hill? Like, right. What? It just with a suitcase, with a so briefcase, it was just so weird. And then, like the way that he sort of like turned his head to watch my car, I was like, "That's that's the devil. <laughs> that is <laughs> that is Satan." Satan. Yeah. yeah, like you Creepy. had a bad feeling about it, and clearly she did too. And it's just sort yeah. of nuts that she seems like she saw the same person as you. So that's wild. So that was just her little. That was the Ashley Centralia connection of Love Satan it. in the suit, but. <laughs> Anonymous also does have a ghost story she wanted to share as well. Um, Anonymous says, We have had a lot of spooky things happen in our house, especially to my brother and his girlfriend at the time, now his wife. So I wanted to end with a story that apparently scared me so much, I actually blocked it completely out of my brain for about four years. I was in my first year of college. I was 18 or 19. It was a Friday night and I was home alone getting ready to go meet my friends and do some towny shit. I'm upstairs in my mom's bathroom in the house and our upstairs level is open to the downstairs front room off of which you can see the entrance to the dining room on one side and the living room on the other so i'm walking from my mom's room and i look down to see only what i can describe as a naked human with gray skin crawling on all fours from the dining room across the front room and back into the living room It looked like a human, but it moved faster than any human could on all fours. No, no. It couldn't have been my dog because my dog was black and whatever this was was definitely bigger than my dog. I froze, but also felt literally no fear as if my brain was fully in denial of what I was seeing. Instead of getting the fuck out, I decided to go to the living room and see what this thing was. I'm not saying it's a great choice, but I get why people in horror movies go and investigate spooky stuff. I walk into the living room and see nothing. I called my brother while I'm walking through the house because I was so spooked, and I tell him what happened. I don't remember calling him, but he says I did. I investigate everywhere, and there's no trace of anything out of place, so I just left, and apparently later told no one else about it and completely chose to edit the whole experience out of my brain. 
Several years later, we're back at the house with my brother and sister-in-law. My sister-in-law was talking about something weird that happened to her while she was waiting for my brother at our house alone. I said something to her about nothing like that ever happening to me, and I didn't know what she was talking about. Her eyes got big, and she says to me, Are you kidding? You don't remember that naked skitter that ran in front of you through the house? And now we just refer to whatever it was as the skitter, by the way. We're all talking and speculating about why weird things happen in the house. It was built in the 60s and not super old, and nothing ever really notable happened there. But later that night, my dad, who was not present for the ghost chat, starts talking about the history of the land where our house was built. It used to be an old apple orchard, which is why it's on the street at Orchard Drive. And it was owned by this old man named Perrin off of Perrin Street. Oh, yeah. I was like, do you recognize it? You know? My dad said there used to be a stream on the land that went through the orchard. In the 30s, during the Depression, Perrin had a surplus of apples and refused to give them to the hungry people of the town and just dumped them in the stream when they began to rot. Perrin had hired the local police to shoot anyone who jumped into the stream to get the apples. So is it possible the skitter I saw was just a remnant of a person swimming through the stream to get something to eat? That's the only way it makes sense to me. I can understand why a horrifically painful event like that might very well scar the land that it happened on. Also, I'm sure there's an even deeper history of white people driving indigenous people off of this land. So lots of pain on the land all around, which is just great. I've heard about some other things happening in other houses on our street, and I can't help but think it all has to be related to the energy on that land. Mm-hmm. That is the end of Centralia's tale. Fascinating. I actually, I'm going to have to get the address, but somewhere around there, honestly, fucking might be. No, it's not that street, but it's off of uh, Perrine Street or Perrin Street. Yeah, I'm sure you know the name. I said Perrin. It was a total guess. It could be Perrine. Yeah, it's a lot of people in my town pronounce it Perrine, but honestly, who fucking knows? But (laughs) another one of my friends lived in that area very close to where she's talking about and has one of the craziest haunted houses that I've ever and right now it's like a very residential place now like it's next to sort of like close to the junior high close to the high school close to the hospital like it's it's not in the middle of nowhere it's not like my parents house in Walnut Hill it's in the middle of town and I've heard his stories as well as like several friends of his that stayed the night there when they were kids that had experiences as well andrew miller being one of them mm, mm-hmm. so yeah that's fascinating i'm gonna have to yeah. fi- figure out exactly what the address is so i can give you the exact right i know i'm curious now so this area definitely has something going on yeah definitely Ooh. can you imagine just seeing this like big gray no creature running <laughs> i Oof, it just sends chills up my spine. I do imagining like the it. theory of it being sort of like a residual thing, sort of like a, right. a flashback and seeing someone swimming and it would right. give you the 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 image to you since there is no water, there is no creek that, that it was creepily quickly crawling. Right, to be that but in fast. reality it was swimming. Yeah. yeah. They were they really were getting like picked up by the current in the stream. Yeah. That is Man, it's definitely creepy. a good theory. Thank you so much, Anonymous. Wink. 
Wink, wink. I winked because I know who you are. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. I love stories from my hometown. If any Centralians are listening and you want to send me any stories, even if it's not creepy, even if it's just like, oh, if it's drama, send me the drama. We want want all the drama, all the tea. (laughs) Every time I go home and I ask my friends for the tea and they don't have anything new to tell me, I'm like, why did I even come home? (laughs) Why did I buy a plane ticket? You have no news. Why did I even buy a plane ticket? Tell me who's splitting up. Tell me who's, who's breaking together. up. Who's cheating on who? What's who's the pregnant? drama? <laughs> Tell me the drama. Part of the reason this listener wanted to remain anonymous is because her mom is trying to sell the house. And she was like, ah. kind of exactly what you're saying. She's like, I don't want to create any drama for my mom. Yeah. So just make it anonymous. But she was also like, but at the same time, this is Centralia and people will probably just know. Yeah, people will probably fine. figure it out. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason, you know, so many people have told me to take the John Shakespeare story and everything that I've learned and all the evidence that I've collected to, you know, Netflix or something because it would make such a fascinating series. And it's like, maybe when my mom retires, but I'm not doing that shit while my parents still live and work in Centralia because it's not going to shine a pretty light on the town or the police force or you know what i mean there's a lot of names that are still like prominent in the town lawyers and and it's just like nope when my parents retire and move away absolutely absolutely yeah (laughs) but i'm not doing that to them while they're still there makes total sense i get it i also don't want to come home and get my car keyed Oof, yeah. You if you're I mean? in town, then you're going to get attacked for sure. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that Yeah, yet. We'll hold Maybe off. <laughs> a couple years. Mom's yes. going to retire in about three years. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> no, five you're years. You're good. You got time. So uh, my first story, this story comes to us from TJ. And let me just toot TJ's horn a bit. TJ is an artist, a poet, a craftsman. But maybe most importantly, TJ is a mobile crisis team peer support specialist in Alaska, and he travels around helping to teach life skills and promote emotional and spiritual recovery from drug abuse, PTSD, and mental illness. So he's a complete hero. We need more TJs in the world. What a wonderful person. And you, listener, can support TJ by visiting www.craftingjackson.com where you can shop for art pieces and he makes dream catchers. You could read his poetry and just find out more about what he does for his community. Very nice. I love that. Go TJ. Go TJ. Seriously. Today I'm reading TJ's story about a time that aliens potentially saved his entire life. Okay. Well, let's hear it. (laughs) Okay. I'm intrigued. TJ writes, One evening after school freshman year, I had gotten into a huge argument with my father. He had a tendency to not calm down once he got riled up, and he was being very confrontational with me and had me cornered in the kitchen next to the sink. My mother had come out of the room yelling and doing her best to calm him down, but it wasn't working. Right after he pushed her away from him, I grabbed a huge knife from out of the sink. In that moment, it felt like time stopped, for what felt like forever in my mind. So long that I had time to have a full dialogue about what I wanted for my life. Suddenly, time had resumed, and everyone's demeanor in the house had changed dramatically. I no longer had a desire to wield a weapon. My father, who was just shouting and being aggressive, was suddenly docile, along with my mother, 
They joined hands and walked into their room in almost complete silence. In complete shock from everyone's sudden change in behavior, I sat there and scratched my head for a moment, confused. And then I had this sudden urge to look out the front door of my house. And as I peered out of the window, my eyes were immediately drawn towards the sky as there was this massive ball of green light over my house. And the next moment, it bolts southwest through the sky, never to be seen again. It burned the mango tree across the street from my house, too, causing it to not grow fruit or leaves for close to two years. And the tree had a section missing from the top of the tree that looked like someone had an ice cream scooper and, like, scooped out a section of the tree. So, like, physically changed the environment. Right. There were five or six other people at the school bus stop talking about the giant green light from the night before as well. So I know it wasn't just in my imagination. I didn't see any little green dudes, but I felt like something or someone stepped into my life and hit a reset button in that moment, and it changed my life dramatically. I'm forever grateful for the help that day. I don't know where my life would be otherwise. Wow. Wow. That is intense, and I mean, I'm grateful for whatever that experience was. Yeah. I mean, that story is really terrifying and i'm sorry that's something that you even had to experience tj but i've heard enough stories in my life that have made me question the possibility of chance and coincidence and it seems to me like you were meant for big things or important things maybe what you're doing now the importance of which was so massively necessary that something literally intervened in a moment that could have stifled your ability to help others in the future right and maybe it wasn't as grand as that. Maybe the green ball of light slash UFO just happened to be in the area and sent a wave of calm to you and all your neighbors. And it just so happened to be in your time of need. But whatever the case, I'm glad that you had this experience because I know in some way it helped shape you into who you are today. And I yeah. think you are spectacular. Me too. I really love that story only because of how it turned out, obviously. Again, so sorry you had to go through that. But man, it really made you who you are today. And we, I think, are obsessed with you. So yeah. That's very Everyone, cool. please check out craftingjackson.com. And you can also follow at crafting underscore Jackson on Instagram to support a fellow weirdo and an all-around superb guy. Yeah. I wonder, so like say it was say it was aliens Mm -hmm. could i get some of that yeah can we get some of that action that calm juice (laughs) i would really like someone to send me that calm that peace i don't want to keep taking xanax just blast me through my window (laughs) who needs medication when i can get a window blast when you've got aliens (laughs) (laughs) yeah send a little bit of that our way please if you're listening out there whoever you are Yeah, I I wouldn't hate it. Our next story is from longtime listener Justine, who writes in a lot, interacts with us. Yeah. Yes. Interacts with us all the time. We're so grateful for you, Justine. We got a past life potential theory story thing going on from Justine. So this is really cool. Justine writes, hi, ladies. I wanted to send you a cool thing that happened to me recently. I thought you would appreciate it. 
I've always been interested in the theory of past lives. It has always resonated with me. One of my first memories, and up to about age seven, was feeling like I was away from home. I knew I loved my parents, but I wasn't home. That's the only way I can put it. I used to cry a lot that I wanted to go home, and I just felt out of place. A few years ago, I had a very vivid dream. I was in what I thought was an apothecary shop, and it was around 1910 by the look of it. I was working behind the counter, and it was very cold. The stove wasn't working properly, so the people in the store were wearing coats and hats, including myself. I can even describe what the coat looked like because it was so vivid in my mind. It was snowing outside, and I got the impression it was Christmas time because there were decorations and windows. One of the people in the store was my grandfather. All at once, we heard a loud noise and crashing sounds. I looked out the window, and a streetcar was crashing and skidding towards the store. I rushed everyone out, including the man who was my grandfather. However, I didn't make it out from inside the shop at the time. The last thing I saw was my reflection in the window and the streetcar coming at me. I could describe all of this in detail as well. For years after this dream, it bugged me. I looked for articles centering my search around Toronto since it looked like King Street and I am Canadian. Finally, I recently expanded my search and I finally found an article. No. Reading it, I felt faint. So now I'm going to go over to the article that she sent me. December 24th, 1917. She had said it looked around 1910. Yeah. A streetcar went crashing into a confectionery shop on Christmas Eve and it killed 23 people in the crash. It was happening in Pittsburgh. And this article was pulled from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And there is a picture of the streetcar and the confectionery shop on the corner that is just, like, demolished and crashed into. And crowds and crowds of people running around. Complete chaos. And it was it's basically exactly what her dream was. Exactly oh as God. she described. With only a few minor differences. But it's it is basically exactly what she had imagined. And it's... It's just insane. So back to what she was saying. Um, I had never shared the detail with my husband that the shop was on a corner. Looking at the sign, it was a confectionery shop, not an apothecary, which would explain why people were sitting inside. I'm still just floored. I'm so sure that I saw my death in a past life, and I'm so damn happy that I was right. I thought I would share. It's bizarre and cool, and I haven't shared it with a lot of people. I have had one other weird memory come up that was through a dream that brought up a lot of emotion as well, so I'm assuming there are more memories. I hope you girls are both doing well. Keep up the amazing work. It means so much to us weirdos. Ghost hugs, Justine. Oh, thank you so much, Justine. One, love you. Love hearing from you. Love talking to you. <laughs> Two, that is insane. That is wild. I, I mean, it reminds that. me of the dream situation that you had, the prophetic dream that you ended up like finding things on, right? Oh, yeah, the um the girl that was murdered. Yeah. Like I I just kept Jessica. thinking of that that like it was in that same, you know, category of just yeah, remember like, such vivid mm -hmm. details and yeah, and then to see And it. you wake up knowing that it was more than a right. dream. I mean, yeah. I was literally like sobbing and like dry heaving because it was so, I mean, I, I like witnessed her death. So that was really, really horrible. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know that feeling very well of like, I, I mean, I was researching like crazy. And at the time I lived in North Hollywood, California. So obviously I was looking in like my area. 
Right. Because it was like, how, why would I dream about a girl in Colorado? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who died, uh, like, her killer's on trial. So it wasn't even something like, find her killer. It was just like, how, why is this happening? Right. But yeah, I know what that feels like to search for it and search for it and be like, I know this is fucking real. I know it's real. And it's like, yeah, any of us would have done what Justine did looking like, okay, well, this looked like Canada. This looked Mm -hmm. like Toronto. I'm Canadian. So this all makes sense. But then, yeah, the second you open up that search and then to find an article that is so exact and in the like the timeline you were looking for. It's just I cannot imagine what that feeling was like. I'm I would have felt faint too. I probably I would have thrown you, up. Um, did more research. You might have to like go to Pittsburgh though because you might have to look in like local archives, but you might even be able to find the name of the person and you can do more research on the person. Yeah, I mean, I do think that exists. I didn't read the whole article just for time's sake, but like we can totally send it out to our listeners either just on our Patreon or on our newsletter. But yeah, she sent me the whole article with that picture included from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And also, if you just Google like, you know, Christmas Eve streetcar 1917, there are more articles that pop up about it and how it really affected the town and that corner still exists and people remember and blah, blah, blah. Like there's, well, there's any a whole of our listeners from Pittsburgh. I know we have a couple. Uh, if you are looking for a side project and you want to <laughs> be hooked up with Justine, let me know. And maybe help you can out. help uh, go to like the local library and look up some like historical records. That'd be really yeah. cool. There were, yeah, 23 people passed away. So if we could get the names of the 23 and like, yeah. I wonder if narrow it down, if we found a name of someone, if like something would click with Justine where it's like, oh, yep, it's definitely her. That would be fascinating. We'll see. We'll see. It's in your hands now. <laughs> Thank you, Justine. This next story comes to us from Reddit user Big Bull Thunder. That's big dash bull dash thunder. If you want to look them up. Already excited. Um, So I read this story and I was like, what? And I reached out to see if I could share it. And they said, of course, because they rule. And they were like, I had another podcast reach out and ask if they could share it too when this thread first dropped, to which I have two things to say. One, that's how you know it's a good story. And two, I am so happy to hear that other pods are reaching out to Redditors who share their personal stories and asking for permission to tell them. That makes me thrilled. Yeah, the asking for permission part, especially. I just, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, it, it seems to me that podcasters are pretty good about that. But I know there's a lot of YouTube channels that will just, just take read. it and not even credit, not even credit the person, like not even put like Reddit user so and so. And it's like, guys, Jesus Christ. Come on. But without further ado, Big Bull Thunder's story. Big Bull Thunder writes, I used to live in a mobile home trailer park growing up. There was a hallway that went from one end of the trailer to the other, with the bedrooms coming off it on one side. My bed was on the wall opposite the hallway, so I could see into the hallway, but not down either side. Does that make sense so far? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Okay. When I was about maybe six or eight years old, if I stayed awake after my dad went to sleep and stared at the doorway, I would start to be able to make out a hand stretching from beyond the doorway in the hall from the right side of the door to the left. The longer I looked, the more the hand would appear, until eventually, over the course of a few minutes, I could see a red and white striped shirt slash sweater sleeve. If I continued to look, after a longer period, the body of a boy would appear in the doorway. 
I specifically remember hiding under the covers most nights when this would happen, mostly at the first sight of him, like as soon as he saw the hand, under the covers. I was never antagonized further than him slowly moving, facing my bed, from the right side of the door to the left, and if I continued to watch and stare, he would eventually disappear beyond the left threshold. So it was almost as if it was, pa- it was coming through and passing the door. We moved out of that trailer into a home when I had just turned nine, and that was the end of it. I never really thought about it, and I never told my dad or anyone else about it because by that time I had already chalked it up to just seeing things, and I thought it was my imagination. About 15 to 20 years later, my dad and I were talking about his best friend that had lived next door, but sadly had just passed away. We started talking about our trailer and the older lady that had moved in after us. My dad said something like, Funny enough, my friend told me a few years ago that that woman used to see a little boy in a red and white shirt, like a ghost or something. I was obviously taken aback and told him about what I had seen almost every night for a few years, and we were both just a bit shocked at what that might mean. I never experienced anything else, but that completely stumps me. Oh my gosh. Creepy. Listen, Oof. I know a thing or two about a thing or two about living in a haunted ass trailer, and this story still yeah. sent chills down my spine. Yeah, I was like, my my hands were slapped over my mouth the whole time you were talking. So I was like, what's coming next? Who? Oof, yeah. Just to slowly see that reveal of the body. Oof. Yeah. That is spooky, It actually, oofy. to me, sounds like a residual haunting, also known as the stone tape theory, which is essentially what it is when you hear people talk about like hotels where you can see a bride descend the same stairs all the time. It's like a moment in time gets stuck and replayed over over and over over for whatever reason. Like it could be that that child isn't even deceased. Like he's a grown man living his life. But for whatever reason, this one thing he did replays itself over and over. And it just so happens to be a super creepy thing he did. Like why would he do that? That is so creepy. Yeah, we're not fans of it, but it's fine. This also reminded me of your house growing up when you were like, uh, yeah, I, was I always told my, yeah, my parents that I talked to this little girl, I talked to this little girl, and then someone moved into your house afterwards and complained about the Yeah, she moved girl. out within a month because she said a little girl wouldn't stop talking to her from upstairs. And I was like, I feel so affirmed, so but validated. also scared out of my mind <laughs> that I was just chilling with a ghost girl. <laughs> yeah. That is, that was all too familiar. I did not like it. I got goosebumps. Me too. Yeah, I I just turned a lamp on. I can (laughs) luckily do it from my phone. I can do it from my phone, so I didn't have to get up. I was like, oh, "Uh, yeah, I'm going to need a tiny bit of light. I got really scared from that last one. I'm just going to turn up the brightness on my computer. There you go. Yeah, have the computer do the work. Okay, moving on to more spooks. This is from listener Layla. Layla. Hey, Layla. I always used to want my name to be Layla when I was little. So just the song? saying you, Layla. Yes, living my dreams. <laughs> Layla writes, some background about me. I am 20 years old, but all my life I've had some level of sensitivity and I've grown up in different houses that my mom swears had ghosts. She's always been sensitive too, and I do have some stories that I can include for your enjoyment, but for a while we even had a shadow person following us around. After some family 
dynamic trauma when I was about 12, I think some part of me shut out this sixth sense when I was dealing with some mental issues. I really just shut out the entire world during that time, so maybe I just ignored stuff instead of turning off the sense. I'm doing much better now, and I have my depression and anxiety under control, and I think that's why I'm now able to write this email. So here's where things get weird. I think this all started around April, May 2020, when I was at my office job appointing delivery appointments for a freight truck. I had my headset on, but I wasn't currently on a call. All of a sudden, I hear voices. I hear a conversation through my headset. I quickly checked the phone to make sure I didn't connect to a line. I checked the headset port, and I checked all around me, but I couldn't find a source for this conversation. I focus harder on it and try to make out words, but was unable to. I took off my headset, and I could still hear it. I know it was a man and woman speaking, and it went away on its own time. It definitely lasted a good three minutes at least. At the time, I thought I was going crazy since my dad had recently been diagnosed with bipolar disorder with psychotic tendencies, but I now realize that this was just the catalyst for everything else. So jump forward to November 2020. I'm working at a daycare, and things get wild. I've been touched, talked to, objects have been manipulated, and now I've even begun to have vivid dreams that come true weeks or months later. For example, I had recently started a serving job. In the weeks leading up to my start date, I had a dream of me serving a table of six inside, and I was on the side of the table near the wall and walking around it. Sure enough, two weeks later, I'm serving inside for the first time since I started because, you know, COVID, patio space, blah, blah, blah. I get deja vu the moment I get to my first table. My first fucking table. It was exactly, and I mean exactly, like my dream. However, this wasn't a swaying or knock you off your feet out of reality type of deja vu moment. It was more like a calm recognition of exactly what was happening. Granted, this wasn't the first time I experienced it, but it was one of the more recent. Today, I recognized one of my dreams again. Probably about two weeks ago, I had a dream about getting a square stone coffee table from my boyfriend's uncle. And I was very confused because we already had a coffee table. But guess what we're fucking getting? A square stone coffee table from his (laughs) uncle. So now I want to talk about my daycare stories from the daycare job that I mentioned before. One time when I was talking to a parent in the toddler room, on our way out, I shut off the lights and immediately a bulky ambulance toy on the top shelf went off. Like someone had pressed one of the buttons that you have to push down on top of the car. I just looked back at it and pretended everything was fine. Another day, we have this thing at my daycare where if you want to speak with us, if we're talking with another adult or child, you have to put your hand on our shoulder to let us know that you're there, and when we're done with our conversation, we will speak to you. It's to teach the kids not to interrupt. Well, I felt a hand on my shoulder near my back, and I thought a kid was standing back there and needed to tell me something. So I finished talking with the kid. I looked over my right shoulder to exactly where the hand was and the feeling immediately disappeared and no one was standing there. There wasn't a kid behind me at all and no one even passed by me while I was talking to the kid. It was very bizarre. I also think the staff bathroom sink is either hella broken or haunted. It's motion sensor. It's a motion sensor sink and it tends to go on and off randomly as if hands are in front of it, but when no one is in the bathroom. It'll go off while you're using the bathroom and you'll almost quite literally shit yourself because it comes on so suddenly. Also, after a while, after a while it stops working altogether for a couple of days and then starts working again. 
No maintenance has been done on it, it just happens out of nowhere. I remember asking the sink to stop running out loud once, and it actually stopped, and then it worked normally for me when I needed to wash my hands. It's super strange. My coworker has told me that when she works in the baby room, toys would go flying off of the shelves. They wouldn't fall, they wouldn't tip over, they would fly off of the shelves. And finally, there was a day when I was coming off of my break and hanging up my purse. My lead teacher had just left to run to the store when I heard a deep male voice say, Hey, right into my ear. It took me by surprise, so I instinctively looked to my right. Nothing. I looked down at the kid sleeping beneath me. He has a high voice because he's only five, but I had to check. He was passed out. I finish hanging up my purse and spin around and find that there are no other adults in the room with me. I'm sort of scared, but also it was super cool to hear such a clear voice and it was so close to my ear that I could feel the energy of the voice on my ear like if it was a real person I would have felt their breath but there was no breath just energy I still have to tell myself that it did happen and that I'm not making it up part of me thinks I'm going crazy but this came out of nowhere I'm so confused and I would like if you guys could please help I just need to know what I'm experiencing since I don't know a lot about psychic shit or ghosts for that matter, and this is the first time I'm experiencing it. It's been happening a lot since I started working at the daycare, and I wonder if I just picked up some energy or some spirit and I brought it home with me. Or maybe there's just a lot of energy there at the daycare and it's forced back open my sixth sense that I had when I was younger. I don't know, but any help would be appreciated. Wow. First of all, yeah. all bathrooms are haunted. Yes, right? We have so many haunted bathroom stories, so including mine from like season one. Something's going on in bathrooms. So first of all, these stories are super creepy and we appreciate super. you, Layla. But also, <laughs> Layla was writing in to also kind of get some advice, which could yeah. come from both us or our listeners who want to write in and help that we could read on a future episode. But... Ashley, what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, well, first of all, listeners, if you have experiences like this, please, you know, write in with your advice for Layla. Yes. Um, because I would like to hear what you have to say as well. But I hear conversations too sometimes, uh, usually when I'm focused on something else uh, or if I'm meditating or especially when I'm trying to go to sleep and turn my brain off. And it's never a familiar voice and and it's always random and it's always very um confusing like it, it never has anything to do with what i'm thinking about at the time it, it always just like intrudes into mm -hmm. my thoughts that i'm already having and when i try to pay attention to it i can't it like evades me it like goes away it's yeah. like it like only i can only hear it when i'm not paying attention to it yeah. Does that's that make sense? Yeah. So that does as make soon sense, as I'm like, crazy. what is that? I gotta, and I try to listen. Then it goes away. It goes away because I'm not using, you know, I'm trying to use my ears for something that right. you can't that is use not communicating ears for. With your ears. And yeah, I haven't it's... quite figured it out. It's called clairaudience and mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a form of, you know, clairvoyance. And yeah, I haven't figured it out. So I, I also would like to know if anyone has figured out how to hone listen, in hone in on it. Yeah. But I at yeah, least know how to make it stop. Thing. Just pay attention to it and it goes away. But yeah. I think a lot of people with depression and anxiety have a sensitivity to the paranormal. It really does seem like a recurring theme. Yeah, it happens a lot. 
Mm -hmm. And if you notice, we have a lot of podcasting friends who also have paranormal podcasts and they're really interested in this stuff because they've had experiences and they'll, you know, be like, I have to take a, a social media break or a break from the podcast. My depression is really it's just a theme that seems to run through a lot of people who have paranormal experiences. And I really yeah, I honestly, agree. one day when we get to the bottom of it, when we figure out you know, what the paranormal is scientifically, I guarantee that we find a connection. I agree. Because what's happening when you have anxiety and depression, especially with the depression part, you always think that it's your brain not producing enough of something. Mm -hmm. And your body really does have trouble producing things like serotonin and, and things like that. But what's happening is actually so certain receptors are, are getting too much information. Mm -hmm. So you're, so you're really actually, if even though like you feel numb and you feel detached, you're actually, you're actually feeling like, too overload. many things. Yeah. And so it causes your brain to, uh, it causes it to shut down and then it stops producing the things that you need. And that's why medication can sort of block some of those things and whatever, whatever. So really it right. does seem that those same receptors have something to do with receiving the information when it comes to paranormal events or paranormal activity. Yeah. But you also have to be careful that you aren't experiencing something like schizophrenia. Right. That is true. But if you don't have it, I don't really have any advice except to say don't be afraid of it. Right. Because it can't hurt you. It's not going to it harm you in any way. It, yeah. None of the stories, even though they're, you know, spooky and surprising, mm -hmm. nothing feels sinister. Nothing feels evil about it. It's just, you know, something is communicating. Something yeah. is moving things around, you know, whatever could be happening. But yeah, it's it's nothing that's going to hurt you from what you're saying. And I do, it does feel like Layla is being very self-aware, even acknowledging, you know, the dad being diagnosed with bipolar yeah. disorder. It's like... I think she is self-aware enough to know this could be mental illness and I'm not saying that it isn't, but I do think she's valid in the daycare stories because yeah. it was, you know, a friend confirmed that she also has had experiences. And even in like when she was younger and had experiences in their house, having her mom say, oh, yeah, I see things all the time, too. So like just to have these other people confirming and saying you're not out of your mind, I'm also seeing things, it does feel a mm -hmm. bit more like something is either following you, attached to this daycare, or... Yeah, that was the other thing, the daycare thing. Um, I've actually heard a lot of stories about daycares and schools and things having strange activity, poltergeist-like activity, and I think that the energy of children yes. is actually a conduit for strange activity, because one, what has more energy... <laughs> nothing more than, than a, child. a room full of fucking children you know a lot of like new parents of say the same thing that having a child all of a sudden things are happening in their house that have never happened before since they had a kid yeah. right and i don't know if it's because like i said the energy of these children is just so wild that it, it it's like putting batteries in paranormal activity yeah. and it, it ramps it up or if they are drawn to children because yeah. children more often than not can sense them, can see them, have an open mind to them, are closer to like, the other side because they they're are younger. Invite them in because yeah. they're just like, hey, you look friendly. Yeah. 
So it could honestly just be that it is a daycare and sometimes places where there are a lot of kids causes weird things to have on either end of the spectrum. A lot of children and then a lot of, um, you know, old folks, homes and hospice care. I was going to say. And hospice too, like kind of what my sister talked about in our bonus episode. Yeah, it's like those the two ends of the spectrum are the most in touch. So that is a very good point. I think that daycare could absolutely just have a lot of different energies going on because of all the kids there. And then Layla, to your point, you said, maybe this is just kind of my my sixth sense, as you called it, my sensitivity being ramped up again because of the daycare. It's like it kind of things were happening there. So it sort of opened you up to it again, because you, as you said, hadn't really felt it since you were younger, but suddenly it's, it's there, baby. So yeah. uh, you can thank all those toddlers for that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, kids. <laughs> I'm Edward October, and I'm here at the October Pod Ranch in the Great Smoky Mountains. Almost every night here, there's a ghost story party around the campfire. In my family, we believe that scary stories are best told around a roaring fire with a bottle of wine. That's why bold individualists everywhere choose October Pod for their retro horror thrills. Our stories are so good because they're told with such care, understated, moody, and above all, chilling. Why don't you join us for retro horror of impeccable taste? Choose Octoberpod. Find us on YouTube or at octoberpodvhs.com. Octoberpod. Retro horror for bold individualists. Um, This next storyteller is remaining anonymous. This is a short one, but it's really interesting, and I am fascinated, and I need your thoughts. Okay. Anonymous says, I was camping with my husband and his family at a small remote lake in our state. Our state, New Mexico, has always had many stories of paranormal activity just about everywhere. (laughs) Well, (laughs) on this camping trip, there were about 10 of us off the shore of the lake, and one other group of people camping, maybe like six of them at the next site over off of the shore. It was nighttime and both our group and the other were doing typical activities, making s'mores, having a few drinks, telling stories, when all of a sudden we all heard what sounded like a little girl yelling out for help. The other group of campers asked us if we had any children in the group, and we didn't. Neither did they. But we were all positive that we were hearing a little girl and decided to search the area that we heard the noises coming from together. Smart. Mm -hmm. Rather quickly, we found something. There was a field behind our campsites, and we all saw a very tall, pure white figure standing maybe 100 feet away from us in the field making these noises. Nope. We all agreed this thing looked maybe six feet tall, skinny, and white as can be. Everyone got quiet, but we were all together still, and we made our way closer to investigate. Whatever it was that we saw started backing off as we got closer until it disappeared behind some trees. Every single person in both campsites was freaked out by this, and that night when we tried to sleep, we continued to hear those little girl calling for help sounds. It gives me chills to think back on this. (laughs) No, Ashley, no. So a six-foot white horrid demon was making little girls screaming sounds in a field? Yeah. 
That's what you're telling me? Yeah. I'm never sleeping again. I'm so happy I turned a lamp on. I'm going to cry. Where'd you get that pure white skin? (laughs) Oh, my God. What the fuck was this thing? What the actual fuck? I'm livid that you brought this story into my life. I'm so scared. I wish I was in a state further away from New Mexico. I don't like this at all. Yeah, I feel like we're a bit too close. Too close. I I don't like that we are at risk to also experience this white hell. I... I've Oh yeah. no. I've heard stories from Native Americans talking about skinwalkers and right. how they will mimic humans' voices to get you to come to them. And, and I mean, what more than a screaming child? Seriously, like some a child asking for help, and and that's yeah. kind of what I felt. I felt like this thing was trying to lure you to it, uh-huh. and maybe when you all went together, which again, super smart, it ran Jeez. off and hid, and then continued to make sounds to try and get one or two of you separated from the group to come to it. Mm, yeah, because sixteen people might somebody. be too many to take on for a creature, but if they can right. lure one or two of you in. Oh, God. So smart that you guys traveled in a group. Always travel Mm -hmm. in a pack. Don't go off into a forest or an open field alone. That's just downright stupid. Oh, my goodness. I Well, my goosebumps just came back, and it's starting to hurt. Do you ever have goosebumps so bad on your arms that it hurts? Yes. Then it turns into, like, prickles, and it's not okay. I'm prickly. Getting all prickly, and the the hairs start to like if it happens on your legs, the leg hairs immediately start growing back in. It's just a yeah. wild time. But anonymous, thank you so much for letting us read your story, and I'm glad that you were wicked smart on your camping trip and you survived to tell us about this thing. Seriously, way to nice. be a smarty pants, and I'm sure we have listeners pooping their pants all over the U.S. right now. <laughs> usually when I hear stories about like uh, camping trips and hearing things, it's usually a woman screaming, and that can be explained because there are so many animals, bobcats uh, being yeah. like the main one, that literally True. foxes that sound like a woman shrieking. Mm-hmm. And it can be extraordinarily scary when you are out in the woods and you hear something like that. But it really is probably an, a wild animal. But a child yeah. calling for help? Nah. Nope. 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 No nope. animal nope. sounds like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Help there are not me. bobcats saying, help me, help please. Me. And it's just like it a fucking exist. like coyote. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, it'd be kind of cool if coyotes be nice. could speak. But... Yeah. But they can't. <laughs> they <so>. can't. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Creepy. This next story is from Becky from podcast Homespun Haints. <gasps> yes, I love Homespun Haints. Yes. So it's also just a little promo for them. They are yeah, good podcast yeah. friends of ours. They not only put out great podcast episodes, but they also have art really cool creepy art that goes along with every episode and it is literally my therapy to watch those paintings be created they (laughs) always put them up on their instagram i'm so obsessed go check out homespun haints check out their instagram check out their podcast which is on every platform that you can get your podcast and i believe their instagram is just at homespun haints yeah literally just their name homespun haints um, but this is Becky, one of the hosts, writing in. And she also told this story on their podcast in an earlier season, but we wanted to share it here for you all. She writes, When I was a child, I had an imaginary friend. 
At least, that's what my parents called him. But he was not a friend. He was an evil bastard, and I often worry that he may be haunting me to this day. Hey. He he was not the only ghost I would see as a child, and she put, you know, quote-unquote ghost. Though I didn't know any of these people I would see were ghosts. Other dead people that I encountered from time to time in the mountains where I lived, she lived, grew up in Tennessee, where, in like, the mountain areas. Most of the time, the people I came across in the mountains were friendly. For instance, there was a lady in town that would babysit my sister and I when my mom needed to run some errands, and there were always extra children in her fenced-in backyard that we would play with. There was a little girl in an old-fashioned, dirty pink dress that liked playing checkers, and there was a little boy who was a bit of a hellion. I remember thinking it was odd that when the sitter called us in for a snack, the other children wouldn't follow, nor did the sitter seem to know what we were talking about when we asked about them. Sometimes I would run into children when I would play on the mountainside at other friends' homes, children that no one else seemed to know were there. I do remember a brother and sister that had an uncanny knowledge of local plants and their medicinal qualities. Fun fact. But the imaginary friend I mentioned at the start was not a child. He was a full-grown man, and I didn't find him in the yard or on the side of a mountain. He climbed the birch tree outside of my second-story room and climbed into my bedroom at night through the window. Mm. He came every single night, starting when I was about four years old. He wore a dirty red coat with big brass buttons. He had long, greasy blonde hair tied in a ponytail that was slimy and green at the ends. And he would stomp around my room and shout. Sometimes he didn't even seem to notice I was there. Other times he would yell at me. When I asked my parents about Hayden, the man whom I call Hay for short, they say all they remember is I talked about him constantly, and I would scream his name in fear during the night. They thought it was cute that I had an imaginary friend. Sure. Yeah, it's just adorable. One day, I had had enough. Hay had been tormenting me for nearly a year at that point, and his nightly visits where he would pace, mutter to himself, and scratch his scraggly chin were ruining my sleep. This night was not that different from others. He paced, he muttered, he yelled, and then suddenly, he was calm. I said something to him, and he seemed to be placated. He sat on the bed next to me and stared at me. I said something else, I don't remember what, and on a dime, he turned and became angry again. He shoved his wild eyes right into mine and screamed at me. I yelled back. I told him I wanted him to leave, and I never wanted him to return. He stomped around a bit more, and I repeated myself. Suddenly, he ran toward the window. In his haste, he got tangled in the curtains and ripped them as he tried to make it through. He was mad with anger at clawing at everything around him. Then he leapt through the window and was out. The next day, I remember my mother coming in to iron my curtains, and she yelled at me for their condition. She kept saying, how did you manage to do this? There's tears in these. I tried to explain to her that it was hay, that he had ripped them up, but of course she didn't believe me then, and she still doesn't believe me now. Thankfully, Hay never returned after that night, that I know of. But like I said, I worry that he's still around, and I just can't see him. Okay. (laughs) So... Can you just... Stop. Think for a second about an angry man... You know what this reminded me of? Immediately... Immediately reminded me of uh, the scene in The Sixth Sense where the woman is in the kitchen and she's like slamming the cabinets and Cole goes into the kitchen and she's like, look what you made me do and like shows him her wrist because she is 
almost acting out a scene of her life in which she said that to her husband. Right. And when she looks at Cole and says that, she's saying it as if Cole is her husband. And that's what this reminds me of, that this guy had the problems. I immediately, and I don't know what this is, I don't know if this is just like, my my brain concocted this or if this is like a psychic thing but immediately i thought hey was climbing into the room of his then girlfriend and i did think of a screaming lover screaming yes. at them and maybe they weren't dating actually maybe he was obsessed with her and she's scared and she is saying like to get out of her room and leave or or saying things to him. And sometimes it placates him and sometimes it makes him angrier. And I don't know if he hurt her or hurt himself, but whatever it was, I, yeah, I mean, like you said, I immediately thought lover. I immediately thought, even though she, when she's experiencing this is like four or five child right i don't think he saw her as a child i think he saw her as a different person yeah i i thought that same thing so i'm happy you're saying that i thought of like it was a scorned lover situation and that's why he had to climb through the window because he wasn't supposed to be there but he knew how to get into a room because he'd done it before and he was angry that she had either, you know, broken, broken up with up, him or maybe she cheated. Else. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? That's but what I'm he was too. clearly angry. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of well, weird. That, <laughs> that is kind of weird. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, oh, she's going to say something totally different than from what I'm imagining. But now I feel like we're on to something. Yeah. We're having a moment. I, uh, and the greasy hair, that reminded me of um, all these stories are reminding me of things in my own life, which is interesting, or movies like The Sixth Sense. Yes, but it reminded me of when, um, when we were having the issue in our apartment with the smelly guy, oh, and yeah. Amy, the medium, came here and she said, "You know, he smells like garbage." And we were like, "That's exactly what he smells like. He smells like trash. It smells like a, a dirty trash that he's taken out." And she was like, "Yeah, he's not well, and yeah. he did. He doesn't. He's not. You know, bathing." Right. And that was kind of what I thought of when you said greasy hair. It seems like he's, uh, he, he at the time was not taking care of himself. Right. Like he's probably pacing outside of his lover's house for hours on end and not bathing himself. And so he's greasy and his hair is turning green and he's not shaven and he's having a rough go, clearly. Well, and I hope Becky, Hay I'm moved so on. sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I do Becky. Too. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, I hate that that happened to you. It sounds awful. Like, A, because it's scary, but B, because you weren't getting sleep. It sounds like that's what you were the most annoyed at. And truly, I would be too, because I already don't get good sleep. But if some dude was stomping around my room at all hours of the night, I'd be pretty mad. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, sorry that happened to you. I hope he's truly gone and not close to you. And go check out Homespun Haints. Also check out Homespun Haints. I feel like you would know. I feel like you would... I would think so, too. Even if it wouldn't be like uh, you saw him, I think there would be a familiarity. There would be like a a familiar feeling would return and you would know. Yes. I'm hoping he's gone. Ugh, yeah. So this uh, is kind of an interesting scenario. This was sent to me on Facebook by a listener named Jose. This is his friend's story. And okay. he, he sent me the story as well as a link to his friend's Reddit account where he told the story as well as a link to his social media 
and a social media post where he talked about this event. Now, what's weird is that about two months after he told his story on Reddit, his Reddit page and his social media has been inactive, like no posts at all. Oh, wow. And this was about a year ago. So this was like last summer. And I asked Jose, like, hey, I, I want to get his permission to tell this story, but like he's not on social media or Reddit anymore. And Jose was like, oh, that's weird. Let me reach out. I know that he would love for you to tell his story. He's listened to your show before. He loves it. And literally, that's the last I know. Jose said he did reach out and didn't get a response, and he's going to try and figure out where he's at. But like, what? Oh, wow. That's creepy. Yeah, kind of. Like, what's happened to the friend? So I'm telling this story today from Jose because he asked for me to please share it. Um, and I'm going to just leave the original storyteller anonymous and um, okay. for now. And I'll give you all an update on social media or something if I find anything say, out or get in touch with him. Please let us know if Seriously. there is a break in the case. But here is the story from Anonymous. Anonymous says, I'm going to change the names of any people involved, but the places and road names will all be factual. Okay. It was early summer, 2010. I only remember because my 21st birthday had just passed and I was finally legal <laughs> to hit the bars. <laughs> it was a Friday night and I was up having a drink at a bar that my cousin David was the bartender at. It was very early in the evening and I had just gotten out of work for the night working at a McDonald's in another small town less than 10 miles from the small town that I lived in. I was on only my second drink of the evening when my phone rang. On the other line was a friend of mine from childhood, James. He was calling, asking if I wanted to come over to his brother's house and join them for a night of poker, beer, and weed. And it sounded like a good time in my book. And since I was literally only one sip into my second gin and tonic, I agreed to make the drive into Toledo. It was about a 20-minute drive from my small town, and I figured it would be a good time. I stopped at home to grab some cash. I left my house at 11.05 p.m., I remember that distinctly because I had called James to tell him I was on my way as they were going to wait for me and start the poker game at 1130. I took my usual route over to his brother Eddie's house, as I have done many times before. We had all gotten together with a group of anywhere from four to six of us and would play poker in Eddie's basement at least twice a month. I had just gotten to the corner of Oakdale Street and East Broadway. I was sitting at a red light in an area that's nothing but residential housing outside of the elementary school that sat at that exact corner. I'm sitting up, looking at the red light, waiting for it to change, which always seemed to take absolutely forever coming from this direction, when I noticed something in the sky that from my vantage point was partially hidden directly behind the red light. It was very bright, white light that seemed to be pointing straight down, almost like it was a helicopter using a spotlight to identify something, but much, much brighter at the point of origin. I heard absolutely nothing after rolling my windows down, and I knew this couldn't possibly be a helicopter or I would absolutely be able to hear it. Wanting a better view, I pulled into the parking lot of the ice cream shop that sat directly across from the road from the school on the corner, and I got out of my car to try and figure out what this thing was. When I got out of the car, I stared up into the sky and immediately found it again. It could not have been a plane because it didn't have the right shape. It was more oval than anything else. Most stories you hear like this say it's circular, but this was definitely an oval shape. I almost thought perhaps it was a blimp given the shape, but it seemed far too large to be a blimp even by the measurements of someone everyone knows like the Goodyear blimp. 
Plus, it had no decals or identifying marks. It was silver or grayish all the way around. After what felt to me about 30 seconds or so looking at this thing, my eyes started to burn. Not burn in the sense of extreme burning or anything like that, but almost like that feeling of when a bug or some dust flies into your eyes and causes them to water up and it like hurts when you blink. So I closed my eyes and I began to rub them. My eyes are closed at this point, so obviously all I see is black. And after finally getting my eyes to stop bothering me, I try to look up again and find it only for it to be gone. I looked all around, but I couldn't see it anymore. And this is a very densely populated neighborhood with houses, trees, etc. Able to obscure any view of things you look up into the sky to see. So after a little less than a minute, I decided, oh well, time to go play poker. So I get over to Eddie's house, which is about four blocks from where this had taken place, and I knock on the basement door. A few minutes go by, no one answers, so I decide to go to the front door and knock. I figured maybe since I'm probably five or ten minutes early, they could be upstairs playing PlayStation. I knock on the door, but still, no answer. Finally, I start knocking very loudly on the door, almost pounding. Eddie finally answers the door and says, Man, why the hell are you knocking on my door this late? I look at him, honestly confused, and I said, Your brother said to come over and play cards with you guys. He stares at me for what felt like an eternity and finally responds, Yeah, man, I know he did. He called you five or six hours ago, man. It's 4.30 in the morning. How late did you think we would be playing? This scared me quite a bit, as from what I had remembered at this moment, it could not possibly be any later than 11.25 to 11.30 at most. I attempted to play it off and say, Damn, man, I must have lost track of time. Can I use your bathroom before I head back home? And he agrees, and he tells me I should splash some water on my face, as I look like I'm either drunk or haven't slept in a week. I walk to his bathroom. My eyes are absolutely bloodshot, and it almost looks like I have two black eyes. Jeez. To this day, I have absolutely no idea what happened to me that night. I have no explanation for the lost hour's worth of time, how I could not have possibly noticed that much time had passed, or how on earth my eyes got irritated, red, and bruised. I don't want to pretend to know what it was and explain it, or even assume that whatever it was I saw that evening had anything to do with it, but it has creeped me out ever since. Wow, 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 wow. Loss of time, object in the sky... We all are thinking the same thing. Mothman. Definitely Mothman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was actually something that happened with Mothman, the irritated eyes. And a couple other UFO sightings as well, where people have said that their eyes have been irritated. Yeah, the whole thing with Mothman was like burning eyes or like Mm -hmm. having, I mean, didn't even some people say like things like came from their eyes or maybe I made that up came from their eyes like, i don't remember that i didn't know if there was like eye like liquid coming out of people's yeah. eyes or if that well was there just... was the um the one guy got partially blinded maybe that's what i'm thinking of there might not have been liquid involved he had like a red rash on yeah. his eyes Ugh. so this story is even scarier because we don't know where he is right now <laughs> yeah i need to know where this man is i want to know that he's safe because this is bonkers More than likely, he's just a guy who deleted his social media during COVID lockdown like most of us did because it was a fucking nightmare. But also, maybe they came back for him. I know. What if somebody scooped him off the earth? Um, That is crazy town USA. I cannot believe it. (laughs) Jose, please. I really hope Jose gives you an update. 
thank you, Jose, for sending that in. And yeah. Anonymous, if you're listening, please write us. We want to know that you're okay and, and that you are still on Earth. Yep. I also, very quickly, because I told you I had someone respond today and mm. give me permission to tell their story. Yes. It's very short. So okay. I'm going to tell it now. It looks like we have time. So yes. this is actually Reddit user Hauser84. And they posted this little experience or it's it's sort of a, an ability that they have. And basically, I want you guys to write in if you have similar abilities because I want to know about it. Hauser84 writes, I have this thing where I get glimpses of a moment in people's lives. Imagine if a GIF version, you know what? Fuck it. GIF. It's GIF. The creator of them said so. Ugh. I hate it, though. I have this thing where I get glimpses of a moment in people's lives. Imagine a GIF version of a moment of their life. It happens randomly. I can't control it. Could just be an overactive imagination, but I know there is accuracy in some of these glimpses. One day, while I was talking to my manager, I got a glimpse of him being violent towards a woman. No idea who she was, but I could see him harming her. And I made it a point to kind of avoid any personal interactions with him because he was always very persistent on making his employees his friends outside of work. Sometime later, it comes out that he was being charged with sexual assault and a ton of women that worked with us came forward saying that he would be inappropriate with them. Could be just a huge coincidence but that vision of him harming the woman really stuck with me and reflected a lot of what came to light about him dang that's crazy not to mention another M. Night Shyamalan uh, movie but this reminds me of uh, Unbreakable mm -hmm. uh, the ability that Bruce Willis's character had where he could sort of see your sins yep. see the crimes you've see committed the bad things you were doing mm -hmm. it's i mean it's like a blessing and a curse like you can potentially help someone but also i can't imagine seeing all that darkness i hope it's i hope it's not always dark did they say well that's what like, i was wondering um they were going to send in some other uh instances and then i was like oh gosh we're recording tonight so i think right. they're still going to send me a couple more times that this has happened because i am wondering too if it's just like sometimes it's a person in a field of flowers right, or like a happy moment. if it's always because with you know not to bring up bruce willis again but in that case <laughs> in that instance which is fiction yeah. uh ashley he would see dark things like the right. stealing, cheating. Yes. It was always something bad, which is, yeah, that's why I'm curious yeah. now if you ever see like a first kiss or a baby being born. I just, yeah, I want to know more. And I think this is abili an ability that everyone has to a certain degree, not necessarily seeing glimpses like that, but you know, you've met people before where you're like, something's off. Yep. I don't like them. You and then later, like, bad. you figure something out and you're like, I fucking knew it. Yep. I fucking knew it. I sensed it about that guy. That's why I, I never talked it. to him at the party. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think that it's paranormal necessarily. I think it's just like a survival ability yeah. that we have that Absolutely. some people have it stronger than others. Yeah. Maybe people are a little more honed in on it sometimes. Who knows? Yeah. That's very cool. I And now I am very curious to see if any of our listeners, any of you yes, out there, please. write in and let us know if you have anything similar or even if you've only experienced it like once or twice. Like, I tell us about it. Please, please tell us. Yeah. Write us. Um, our email address these days is keepitweirdpodcast at gmail.com. 
com. That is where you should always send your listener ghost stories. Sometimes yes. if you message us on Instagram or Facebook, like I know someone sent me a listener ghost story in the last couple of months and I fucking can't find it because I did not write the username down oh, and bummer. I feel like a real jerk, but yeah, always email it to us. Keep it weird podcast at gmail.com. And then that way we can like actually save yes. it. It's a lot easier for us. We file it away. It's much it's much easier to organize. It helps us a lot. And we want to read your stories. And if you wrote Ashley a story a couple months ago, uh, send, send it message. to our email. Yeah. Yes, please. So I can save it. But that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our show every week. If you haven't already, follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast and send us a message and introduce yourself. We love meeting you. We also have a Facebook group where we all share stories and memes and links with each other, and it's a total blast. So if you have Facebook, join us on there as well. If you have some extra pocket change and you want to help us produce this show, head over to our Patreon and donate $1, $5, or $10 to the show once, or you can set it up to donate monthly, and you'll get bonus episodes and a newsletter and discount codes for merch, and you can do all of that at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. You can also get yourself a t-shirt, tank top, hoodie, sweatpants, or even a blanket over at our Etsy store, www.etsy.com slash shop slash keep it weird podcast. And then my notes just say sign off. <laughs> Fucking Which is hell. what we always do to ourselves. <laughs> what we always do. We never prepare a uh, sign off. No, it's so much easier when you can just throw it on a guest's shoulders. Um, How about this? Don't be afraid of your special ability. Ooh, okay. Whatever that special ability is, like it is what makes you special. Things like this, things like paranormal abilities, psychic abilities, it's nothing that can harm you. Right. And if you have it, it's a natural thing. You're not weird. You're not, you're a little weird because you're <laughs> listening to our show. But you're a little weird, <laughs> but that's what's wonderful about you. That's and that's what's like special about you. About you. Yeah, tap into it. Don't be scared of it. I know it may keep you up at night and, you know, give you a little bit of an uncomfortable feeling, but yeah. it's not going to hurt It's never great, yeah. but we have a huge community of weirdos that, one, would love to hear your stories, so you can always tell us about it and tell them about it. Like I said, join our Facebook group and tell your stories there, and, and you can swap stories and you guys can sort of, like, help each other with your strange abilities or strange experiences and yep just always know that there are people out there that want to hear from you and people out there that want to help you so and, and we're one of have them you're back yeah it's us oh, yeah. and it's the weirdo community as a whole we all got you yes we do and as always keep it weird keep it weird Yeah.